0: Hey, hey everyone, Amanda here from Gates Interior Design, and I just wanted to uh, welcome you to How to Style Your Bookshelves, How to Decorate Your Bookshelves. This is a recording that I did with the amazing Carla Aston, interior designer outside of Houston. Um... We're actually going to be doing these once a month where we're going to offer our best tips on certain areas of the home. So be sure to continue to come back to the podcast uh, Design 101 to hear our best tips that we have to offer. And this month we're talking all about bookshelves. We are using a program called Free Conference Call, so I apologize. There are some dings where people are coming in and off of the line, but that does not change the information that we're sharing, and um, hope you like it. Thanks so much. Okay, sorry about that. I wanted to get make sure that I uh, was recording this. Um, great. So today we, we are going to uh, talk about bookshelves. We're excited to have everyone on the line today. Um, We had so many people sign up for this, so um, it's really exciting to know that uh, Carla and I have actually been talking about doing a teleseminar for quite some time now, and um, she was doing a uh, sponsorship through, is it At Home? Yes. Yes, and... um, it was such an interesting topic because I remember after you talking about it, I had mentioned it to to a couple of my clients, and they were like, oh, my gosh, they're just the bane of my existence. And I thought, oh, here we go, Carla. This is what we need to talk about. So um, just a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, Carla and I are, are going to talk a little bit. Uh, we both have some fantastic tips that we're going to share with you today um, and talk to you about bookshelves. and. Um, you know, why it's important to make them pretty. Uh, And then what we're going to do is we'll open up the line uh, a little bit later in the call so that we can take questions uh, about, you know, things that you're perplexed with with your bookshelves or maybe some um, questions that you might have about uh, how to accessorize your own. Um, And then we have a fantastic uh, freebie that we're going to give away at the end of the call. So let's get started. Um, as far as the housekeeping goes at the end, when I, uh, open up the line, I can give you the prompt. Um, we're going to do the best that we can. I will let you know that, um, this is Carla and I's first call with, uh, this company is called free conference call. And so we've had a few technical errors, so hopefully we will not have any today. Uh, but please just bear with us because there's a lot of tech stuff to this and, and, uh, we're actually kind of laughing at the fact that um, there's so much to just getting on a old school telephone. You would think it wouldn't be this hard, but um, <laughs> well, bear with
1: it's, us I don't to, think it's very old school.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a the new there's, modern
1: way to do it.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And there's a there's quite of a, a lot of little prompts and things to do here to make sure we get it right. So we're gonna do the best that we can. So we apologize if, if we have any errors or anything. But the good news is, is that we are gonna do um these telecalls uh each month. We've already started planning uh next month uh which we're gonna do on how to decorate your front door for the holidays. So that's gonna be a great one. Um but each time we do this we'll get a little bit better. So Let's get started, Carla. what are yeah uh, tell me some um you know, I want to talk a little bit about you know obviously bookshelves, but their beauty in a home and why we want them what What are some of your um, thoughts on on the importance of bookshelves and and why we want to make them pretty?
1: Well, um I think they add so much
0: personality to a space. Um,
1: they also um, you know can really reflect the homeowner's uh, taste and style. Um, and their likes and dislikes, and it's really just an opportunity to sort of express yourself as a homeowner and as you're in your home. So, uh, but it also in a room, I feel like it can add interest. It's it's like putting art on the wall, basically, you know. But it has depth and dimension, and um, it creates a focal point sometimes in a room. So there's just a lot of um, advantages to having some nicely styled bookshelves.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that um, you know, it's a shame older homes, uh that was always something that where it was considered, um, they would always have beautiful built in China cabinets and built in drawers and, and built in bookshelves and um it's such a great way to add personality and style to your home in a unique way and it's a great place to really show off um places that you've gone and things that you've read and Uh, One of my favorite stories that I ever had, I was working with a a client here in Nashville, and she actually um, was raised, her father was a preacher, and so she had this collection of old books. Um, There was about maybe 30 that were in the collection, and they were old and tattered and beat up, and I was so excited to learn that these were uh, books that her father had used for sermons. And his handwritten notes were in them and and he had written in the books and and like his legacy was literally in these books and, you know, he had been gone for about five years and um, she always uh, wanted those to be, the reason I bring this up is because she moved three times, but we always made sure that those books were in a prominent bookshelf in the home because she wanted to show that off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Part of her background and her connection to her father.
0: Yeah, and it just really makes it really makes it a lot more special. And it, it, you know, like I think about, I'm so quirky. You know, if you follow my Instagram account, I always have fun little quirky things. Um, I love to go to thrift stores and vintage places and consignment shops and find really oddball things. And one of my most recent finds was Henry. Um, I'm sure you saw Henry, Carla. <laughs> yes, yes, cute, cute. Um, you know, I found him at, uh, a thrift store in Missouri of all places and he was a walking $4. Um, he's a real piggy bank, but the thing that I love about him is he's handmade. Um, somebody yeah. made him in a clay shop somewhere and he's so damn cute and he just makes me giggle, which I love. Yeah, right. And I think that that's a, a really, um, Important fact, too, when you're decorating your bookshelves is to really put those things in there that uplift your mood and really make you just feel amazing, right? That's correct. Absolutely. So what are some of your tips on how you like to attack bookshelves? Like you just recently did the, the bookshelves with at home. Explain to us what your process was. How did you uh, decide to yeah. style those and, and how did you put that together? Right. Well, and I just did one yesterday,
1: so it. Um, I spent an afternoon at a client's home and we styled her, the bookshelves in their home office, so it's very fresh on my mind. And um, basically how it kind of started is the, one of the first things is kind of leveled out the shelving. I mean, in both of those homes, they were um, they had adjustable shelving. And one of the tips that I like to share is sometimes it helps to reduce the number of shelves. You know, if you have adjustable shelves or shelves that can move, um, it, it's kind of nice to maybe not have so many shelves, and where you have a limited height, um, spread them out a little bit, and then maybe you don't have so much to decorate, and you can put larger scaled items in there, and um, you know have bigger spaces to decorate. So that's kind of one thing I did on both of those jobs is we um, I manipulated the shelves a little bit, and then I kind of started with what were with the books. You know, I tried to get some of the best-looking books and tried to, you know, work with some of the uh, books that had the most meaning to the homeowner. And I always try to ask the homeowner, well, what what do you really want to see in the bookshelves? Like, what are the things that you love the most that you want to show off? And so we kind of figure out what those are, and we try to figure out where those are going to be first with the books, and then we kind of fill in from there So and kind of take it from you know, the the top priority down to the least priority. And uh, then see how it works and just play with it and arrange it as it goes.
0: I think removing shelves is such a fantastic tip um, because most bookshelves do have adjustable shelving, and a lot of times people make it very uniform and and try to stuff as many shelves in as you can, and it doesn't create Mm -hmm. that visual interest. It doesn't give it that, that depth, and it gives you so much more control Um, to be able to add those additional fun things in there. Um, I think that's a fantastic tip. Um, What are some of your favorite overall tips uh, to style a bookshelf?
1: Well, one thing I like to do with books is I like to mix up, you know, um, vertical and horizontal stacking of books. Um, I never rarely do all the way across, you know, just straight books in a bookshelf. Um, I like to kind of break it up visually with um with some laying on their sides. I think it gives uh you can see the titles nicely and um it kind of raises you can put something on top of those stacked books, you know, to kind of have like a little pedestal. So um it's always kind of a nice thing to kind of mix it up a little bit and um it creates visual interest. So that's kind of how when I start attacking it, we kind of work on the shelving, adjust the shelving <coughs> <Excuse me. coughs> and then we work on uh, kind of installing the books, which is the first layer, and then start filling in with objects and things like that that are that are important to the homeowner.
0: Do you find that a lot of your homeowners already have a good collection of books, or do you typically um, have to go out and buy more books now?
1: You know, it's kind of it depends on the age of the homeowner because yeah. uh, both of these homeowners that I just worked with they're about my age, so they're in their fifties, you know, and they have books. And they and all both of those homeowners have traveled a lot, and they have books from you know uh their travels they've collected things, so they all have more than really than what they really needed but um and uh, you know younger people, millennials, especially you know they're not reading books anymore they're reading on their laptops or their you know devices, so they don't collect they don't see that uh collection of books as something that they're doing so much. And I I have had clients that don't have many books at all. So, you know, I tell them usually, I say, why don't you, whenever you go on a trip, uh, order a book after you've been there. That can be a nice souvenir of the place that you've been. And it sort of starts building a library. That's something that I've done um, in my library. So um, it kind of brings back some memories, and it's a nice picture book. It's something nice to display. Um and also they I can go to their that. parents. <laughs> they can That's go to their parents tip. too who <laughs> who are maybe trying to get rid of some books <laughs> because a lot of times, you know, parents try to downsize when they get at this age. So they're quite happy to share some of their books as well, especially with their, you know, children. So those are kind of two yeah. tips on how to how to acquire books or how to, you know, um start building a library.
0: Yeah, I find that a lot of the clients that I work with don't actually have a lot of books. So I end up having to, um, you know, either have them get books from uh, parents or uh, go out and look for books that interest them to start a collection. But I love the idea of uh, really making it a memento every time you travel. I mean, how great is that? And then you can take a picture and maybe slide it into the book or you know, write yourself a note on the inside about your experiences and just really make it special, um, so that it kinda captures the essence of what that trip was about. Right. And then it
1: also becomes sort of something you can hand down to your children too, especially if they've been to that place with you. You know, you can write oh, little I notes about that. about, oh, we went to this beach, do you remember, blah, 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 maybe stick a photograph in there and then it's it's become a real little treasure to get into later on.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I agree with you on propping things up. I think that um, a lot of times uh, what people will do is they will, you know, they are called a bookshelf, so we assume that, you know, they should be stuffed with books, and they should. We Mm -hmm. we need to put books on them. But I think it creates so much more interest, um, and they look more interesting when they are combined with, you know, those mementos and and things that are special to us because that's what creates – basically the conversation piece you know it's it becomes that wall art where when you entertain and have people over then you can go over and talk about all of those individual things and their meaning and it really shows you off as a person that's right and in
1: your book titles too you know i think book titles also sort of attract people and um you know show off what you're you're all about you know Oh sorry about that phone <laughs> anyway go ahead
0: yeah, it, well, it's funny that you say that because you can really tell a lot about a person based on their book spines, right? Like the know, things that they're interested right. in. Like, yeah. I mean, you, if you come into my office, it's going to be like, you know, feng shui and um, the Sedona method and like all this hippie stuff and sustainability. And so, I mean, you can literally, without me even being here, you can walk into my space and probably know in five minutes flat what I'm all about, right?
1: Yeah. So, so. Right.
0: And I have, I have tons of design books.
1: So <laughs> I'm definitely uh, a designer. You can tell by looking at my library. And and also yeah. from all the places I've been, you can tell that I've traveled. So it's kind of interesting how, um, you know, your book titles definitely
0: tell a lot about you. Oh, I agree. Well, I've got some um, fun tips. Um, and what I found so interesting and, and the reason why I wanted to do this call with Carla was because what I find so interesting is that every designer approaches things in similar ways but does it differently. And so it was really, really fun as Carla and I were getting ready for this call and um, just kind of sharing what our tips were. And um, just like with the book one um, that she just offered, um, it's just so interesting to me how we're so different, but it comes back to the same you know the why, I guess, so to speak, but two of my favorite tips that I love to do uh that really to me sets a bookshelf apart and really helps to get that designer look is I love to paint the back of shelves um, mm-hmm. it really creates depth to your space um and if you are color adverse, if you fear painting your walls and Let's say your favorite color is a deep blue or um, you know a bright yellow, but you could never bring yourself to paint your entire room that color. Your bookshelf is a great place to start um, That's right. and it, it, it it's such a great way to add depth and dimension. It's a great way to add texture. And the thing is, too, is a lot of times. Um, the things that we own are – that color will give it a great backdrop and actually makes it stand out, which I love. Yes.
1: You know, the other um, thing
0: about putting color in, a, in the back of a cabinet
1: is that you really then don't have to have so much stuff because yes. the color is, and the pattern created with the shelves and all does a lot of that interest for you. So, um, you know, you can, you can be more – if you don't have a lot of things to put on the shelf – and just having that color and then the silhouettes of some of the forms is kind of enough sometimes. You don't have to have a lot of stuff.
0: Yes, it's very fresh and clean. Um, you know, you could it could literally be as simple as painting the back of your bookshelf and then placing a white vase on the shelf, and you can call it a day because it looks so high That's style. Right. right. It looks so pretty to do, to do it that way, and it allows you to bring color into your space in a new way um, mm-hmm. Another really great thing that you can do is you can go to, like we have a place here in Nashville called Smart, and they've got a lot of art supplies that, that has been it's um, kind of like a thrift store for art supplies. And so what I love mm-hmm. to do is find remnants of wallpaper, and you can put wallpaper mm-hmm. in the back of the bookshelves, and that creates such a great visual interest too. Right, right. It adds a lot of texture and um,
1: I like grass cloth too in the backs of cabinets. I do that some oh. with some of my jobs and that adds some texture, a little bit of color it still looks kind of natural so i'm I'm a fan of that as well yes
0: and that's easy to find I mean grass cloth Brass cloth is everywhere, and that would be an easy element to, um, and the thing is, too, is I think I should mention that just because it's uh, wallpaper doesn't mean that you have to attach it to the back of your bookshelf like traditional wallpaper. You can just simply tack it up there. Um, It could be as little as staples. It could be tacks. It could be, you know, you can put something behind. Those command
1: command strips (laughs) are great. So you can peel it off.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yep, that's right. Uh, that's that's great for people who you know uh, want to change the look in a fairly easy way. Like you could have a fall look and a spring look, and you know change them out. That 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 would be uh, super fun.
2: Mhm.
1: Absolutely.
0: One Good of my idea. other favorite things to do, which I think you had mentioned um, at the beginning of the call, is one of the things that I think really um, adds that personality and that pop of color is to hang art in the backs of the shelves.
2: Yes. Sometimes
0: I'll lean them, but sometimes I love to hang them. And I think it also looks really cool when you hang them on the frame. Um, yeah, do you I do, do that, too. Carla?
1: Yes, I, I, I love doing that as well. Um, it kind of depends on how many bookshelves you have and you know if you have space for that. But you know, even if you don't have a lot of stuff to go in the shelves, you can hang the art on top. And it just creates a lot of depth, I think, to a room and interest. And um, it just uh, provides sort of a new – a lot of times people will have not that much wall space. So sometimes it's necessary (laughs) to have a place to hang art, you know, to put it on top of the bookcases.
0: Well, and it makes it feel so much more special. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure why, but like when you hang it or combine it with your mementos in your books or if you hang it on the the frame of the shelf itself, it just makes it feel – it draws your eye to it. You're more curious about it. You want to know more about it. But it really draws your eye to it.
1: Yeah. I saw that picture you posted today on Instagram, and you did that in, in that book, Shelf Styling, right?
0: That No, that's actually a friend of mine. Um, I actually did a bookshelf very similar to that, um, almost identical to that, and I cannot find the photo, so um, (laughs) I picked that one up this morning to let people know um, what was, uh, you know, about the call today, but um, Mm -hmm. that is um, from Sensational Girl, and Mm. her aesthetic is very similar to mine, and, and very bright and fun, and Um, the way that she – I actually used that photo for a styling session that I did, so that's why I threw that one up there. But what a great example, though, of using color and the style and really creating almost like a mood board with your bookshelf.
1: Yes, right. It's kind of like you're composing a little piece of art, honestly. Not a little piece of art, a big piece of art. A big piece of art. Think about – think about the combinations of everything together and the size and the shape of things. And um, it's kind of uh, a challenge, you know, putting it all together, but it's, it is like composing a, a piece of art.
0: And I think that's a good point. I think um, one of the biggest challenge challenges that people face in decorating bookshelves is they either want to just completely fill them up, fill them up with books. Um, but I think it's because they don't necessarily know where to start or, how to get that designer look. So I mm-hmm. think one of the, the best tips that I could offer up is that editing is key. You know, obviously get rid of one of those shelves, possibly two. Um, try to pull out um, several books so that you can add those mementos in there. Um, but, you know, learn to edit. It doesn't, Less sometimes is more. So you can go with those bigger items but do less. What, what, yeah. what do you think about that? I agree. I also think
1: it's kind of nice to cluster objects. Like a lot of times you'll see people kind of space things out, you know, and here's a vase, there's a vase, and here's another vase, or, you know, some something like that on a shelf. And it's really good to sort of kind of clump them together so that they more like create a mass, especially if they're all sort of like objects. And then it creates a bigger impact, and it, you know, is interesting. It has a little bit of diversity, but... Um, You know, it just uh, commands a little bit more attention that way.
0: Yeah, I agree, especially if they've got um, items. Like I'm thinking of one client right now who travels a lot to Africa, and so she's got all these African dolls that are just stunning. Um, And she did that. Like the back of her bookshelf, they were just kind of randomly placed. And so what we did is we kind of created a story um, with the 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 ones that were similar and kind of grouped them together, and now they just look so stunning. Your eye is drawn to them, and and you're more curious about, you know, well, what is this about? And you know, you actually notice them now as opposed to when they were completely sprawled out. You right. Didn't, it didn't have the same kind of effect. Yeah, I agree.
1: You know, you had a very good tip that I I never would have thought of. Uh, but you mentioned something about how to put color in your bookshelf, and um, it, you were talking about uh, blankets, colorful blankets or something like that, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, talk about yes. that because I, I just was like, wow, why have I haven't ever done that before? <laughs> That's a great <laughs> idea.
0: Yeah, one of my top tips that I always tell clients to do is, you know, the way that I design and, and my aesthetic is about curation and um, I like to do uh, more with less, so to speak and um, One of the things that I love to do is oftentimes in our living rooms, and our family rooms, we have bookshelves, but, you know, those are spaces that we live in and that we use every day, and so they need to be comfortable. And so, like, in my family room, I have four blankets, and so you can only throw so many blankets on your furniture before it looks like a bald mess and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) floppy. So yeah. one thing that I love to do is I absolutely, there are two things that Amanda is addicted to, and that is weird, quirky pottery um, and, and like China and textiles. Like I love blankets and linens. And so when I travel uh, or when I go to like um, flea markets and thrifting and things like that, the the one thing that I always try to find are very, very interesting, cool blankets. I love quilts, I love uh, um, I love canthas, like I love beautiful, beautiful vintage textiles that can, mm-hmm. that are either already deemed as blankets or I make them blankets, um, Yeah. but one really great way to store those items is to utilize that bookshelf as a place to store them. What they do, and my big thing is, is a piece of furniture should always have two, if not three, purposes. If it doesn't, then yes. get rid of it, like it's pointless. right. Yes. So to me, by utilizing your bookshelf as a place to store your items is, you know, it makes it functional. It gets it up off your furniture, but you can make it into art. You know, you can mm-hmm. fold that item up and it, with all those beautiful colors and textures and um the beauty of those items, those can be folded and placed in the bookshelf itself. It becomes art. And the thing that I love the most is it makes it warm and cozy. It makes your, fa- mm-hmm. your space feel really, really good. So that's yeah. one of my favorite tips. Yeah, I love that. Definitely can kind use, of a, use that one. <laughs> a, yeah yeah well, especially um you know not a lot of people, i mean I'm a little spastic with color, you know anybody who looks at my portfolio <laughs> knows that I love color um but I should mention you know I grew up in Arizona, so uh, you know we there are a lot of um Indian and Mexican cultures there that um just have these amazing arts and crafts and you know basket weaving and all of these beautiful, beautiful things, and so I have such yeah. an appreciation for um the arts and the skills um and so baskets are another great thing like um, basket bowls that um, we used to have a a Native American um, tribe that lived there was a um, oh I'm blanking out on a reservation that was near our Mm -hmm. home and they used to make all these handmade beautiful bowls that were uh, basket weaving and they had these Mm -hmm. beautiful designs inside of them and I love to place those at bookshelves because they're so pretty and add depth to them yeah yeah well,
1: what and they're good for storage too. So that's the great thing about baskets. Yeah, my cat basket. loves
0: them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my cat's always laying them. <laughs>
1: that's great.
0: So, what are some other well, uh, of your favorite tips?
1: Well, one thing I did in another recent um, bookshelf styling was we used some children's art in there and. Basically, this woman's daughter had made a little um, ceramic plate, you know, and painted it And when she was a little girl, and uh, we displayed that up on the wall. And then I've done in the bookshelf. And then I've also used some of my daughter's work. She is actually, she's a photographer now, but all during high school and college. I mean, she was always creating things. So I have some little paper mache houses she made, and then I also have um, some ceramic pieces she made in art class. I mean, those are kind of fun to to put up there um, in a bookshelf. And so just kind of see what your child brings home and um, utilize some of that. That's free stuff. <laughs> oh, very yeah. I
0: love kids art. Love, love, love. I um, Every single one of my clients has beautifully framed. A lot of them I have professionally framed, but their kids art. Because I think it is, well, one, like you said, it's free. Um, but mm-hmm. to me it's so special it really captures the essence of that time in their life um, you know I have clients where 10 years ago we were framing their art and now they're going off to college or you know they're about to enter high school or you know and so the parents are so thankful that they have those pieces of art because it's really captured that time in their life and that the the meaning behind that art is so much more special oh uh, yeah for sure absolutely
2: And kids are so creative, too. Like, I just did a
0: really fun piece for a client. Um, Virginia uh, is the daughter's name. And and she – it looks like a – I would deem it as a tiger. I I certainly don't want to put words in her mouth, but I would deem it as a tiger. And so she cut out pieces of paper – And made the tiger. It's like bright orange and crazy. And, and, you know, the tiger has antlers. And so I love that. I think it's weird and quirky. And then she pasted that on top of another piece of paper, which she put in water. So it got like kind of weird and crinkly, which I don't even know what made her think to do that, but she did. And then she taped the tiger, like, on top of that, but it's, like, all of these bright, vivacious greens, and so it's this bright green with orange. So terrific example of color theory right there, and, you know, she's only yeah. seven. So right. put it all together, and then we had it professionally framed, and, like, it looks like an expensive piece of art, like, that Van Gogh would have done. Um, yeah. You know, and it's the, it's the centerpiece in their family room. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah,
1: right. I love that. Yeah. Well, another so, thing yeah. that I like to I like to do is um sometimes, you know, around here we have a lot of painted white bookcases that people um have already built into their homes and builders just paint them white and leave them there so they're kind of a little boring and, you know, not too interesting. And then you put books in there and it still just doesn't quite do it. So one thing that I did on a recent uh, bookshelf styling was we really kind of injected some wood items, so like little wooden boxes and wooden uh, picture frames, um, some other textural type items, and that kind of helps warm up a bookcase and bring some, um, you know, bring some of the elements that are in the other part of the room into the bookshelf. If you don't, you know, if if you're looking for sort of a temporary thing where you're not you know, putting grass cloth on the back of the cabinet or whatever. But just adding some wooden um, or natural textural things kind of help warm up the bookshelf.
0: So that's an excellent point. I'm going to go off on a rant here. Um, mm-hmm. When we're talking about bookshelves, you just instinctually did something that is very feng shui. Um, really? When you're, yes. So when you're looking at, you're talking about how there's a lot of white bookshelves in your area. And we actually have quite a mm-hmm. few of them here in Nashville. But white represents metal. And so metal uh, in the feng shui world is, you know, it's, it's a little bit cold. Um, it's a little bit harsh. Um, and what you did by putting those boxes in there is you brought in the wood elements. And so mm-hmm. wood and metal balance each other out so that it feels good. And so a lot of times mm-hmm. we do things like that on an instinctual level because we know on a subconscious level how to make it comfortable and how to make it feel right. Uh, and see, so you did that by adding that in there. And then you add in all those other mementos as far as books and keys and accessories and things like that. And you start to allow the five elements to blossom within your bookshelf and that's when it like really comes off as like not necessarily being well styled but just feeling good I think when it gets yeah, to the point of well, feeling good. good you've done it right
1: oh good well that's good to know <laughs> yeah see? Well, I, you're, you're, um, you're already there I'm there okay good <laughs> well at least I have you to ask when I uh I have any
0: questions about
1: about that kind of styling. So you're the expert in that department, for sure.
0: (laughs) I think that, too, uh, you mentioned earlier, decorate, you know, one of my favorite tips is always to tell people to decorate with items from their vacations. Um, Mm
2: -hmm. I think that's
0: such a great tip because oftentimes, um, you know, there's a romance about a vacation. You know, you get on a plane and you go to a destination and you're swept off your feet. I mean, you go to Alaska or you go to the Caribbean or I mean hell if you go to Florida you're just it's it takes you away because it, it allows you to step outside of your normal life and, and you get kind of hypnotized by that trip and so um, how can you capture that how can you um, bring that allure home with you, which I love the idea of a book, but even photos or shells that you collect on the beach or anything like that, those are great items to place in your bookshelf because those, and what I typically do is like um, we went to uh, Hilton Head last year and we found these massive conch shells on the beach. I was blown mm. away. I like, I go to a shell store and I see these conch cells and I'm convinced that they they don't exist because I've never seen one. They must be on like the deep abyss of water. And these things were literally laying on the shore and so we, we ended up coming home with three of them. But I just wrote a little note on the inside of the, the shells themselves and I have those on my bookshelf. I freaking love them. They're so special to yeah. me because that was a romantic trip that david and i took to hilton head we had the most amazing time the trip was amazing we 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 are like the biggest advocates now of hilton head because of that experience but now we have a little capsule of that time when we were there and you know we have that in our bookshelf
1: cool well one one thing that um one trip that we did i lived in australia for a while and there's a beach in tasmania and it's a uh, it's a special beach that has all these black, kind of like clamshells that have washed up on the beach. And I mean, it is, it is they are everywhere covering uh, the beach. And um, we went down there, and I remember my kids and I and my husband, we all picked up a bunch of shells and brought them home with us. Well, I have tons of them that, you know, so I can't really, dis- I couldn't figure out how to display them. And I put them in a glass vase that's kind of uh, tall and and box-shaped, you know, and I just stacked them all in there, and then it's up on the shelf. And so we've got that texture, that memory, and um, they're kind of displayed like in a picture frame almost. So um, something like that is kind of nice to be able to display your items from your trip. I love
0: that. Well, I want to give us uh, some time to talk about – three big things about bookshelves. But as a recap, uh, Mm -hmm. for everyone who's listening, I want to um, very quickly go over some of the important things that Carla and I have talked about as far as our best tips so far for bookshelves. So number one, paint the back of your bookshelves um, or place grass cloth or some fun wallpaper on them to add interest. Um, Hang art on the frames of the bookshelves themselves or on the back. Um, It can be any kind of art. It could be art from a thrift store. It could be uh, something that your child has done or a really rad piece of expensive art, Uh, whatever fits your fancy. Um, Decorate with items from vacations. I think that's a great way to capture the essence of your trip and bring that back with you. Uh, Decorate with wood items um, to warm it up and um, create some balance. Group like items together um, and capture memories in a new way. I think that was a great tip that Carla just uh, gave with putting her shells in a vase. Um, you know, a lot of people will claim that they're not creative, but I think that um, items like that can help you really think out of your your box, so to speak, and, and get into that creative thinking of new ways to show your stuff off. So. Um, I think those are all some fantastic tips. Let's see, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got approximately eight or nine tips there, maybe eight. Um, Based on those, Carla, what is the number one thing of all the things that we talked about that you think every bookshelf should have? Books. (laughs) Books.
1: (laughs) I like to have books in a bookshelf. I mean, it kind of depends on your goals. You know, if you're if you're looking for a space that – if you have a space that um, you're not trying to tell a story, you're not trying to reflect the homeowner per se, maybe it's just more of a – I see this often in um, showrooms and in um, furniture stores and in uh, maybe styled photos, you know, um, interiors that are styled for photo shoots. And it's just a real minimal look and, um, it's really more about the you know the the space and the architecture and the design of the shell bookshelf or whatever than it is about the stuff inside so um if if your if your goal is to draw attention more to the space itself and to um you know the maybe the bookshelf or the architecture or whatever, then a more minimal approach is a good idea because it doesn't distract you away from that. But if your goal is to sort of tell your story and to appeal to you sitting in your room, you know, remind you of things that you uh, enjoy and you have interest in, then definitely a fuller look and books and different uh, objects that are personal
2: are a good idea.
0: Awesome. I think that's such an interesting viewpoint because my answer to that would be the art. I love art, Mm. Um, and Mm -hmm. it's probably my love uh, love affair with art in general, but um, I think that art is one of those more unexpected things, and I think it adds visual interest, but um, I think that it's an interesting viewpoint in that most of the clients that I work with are closer to probably the age of 35 to 45 to maybe 50, but most do not have a ton of books. Mm So, interesting approach, because you're right, it really does depend on the goal. Um, Mm -hmm. Of the things we've discussed, what do you think is the best way to add drama to a bookcase?
1: Probably um, really to have a lot of contrast. And, um, you know, for example, like when I said, with white bookshelves, adding wood or textural items in there, that brings contrast. Um, if you're painting the backs of bookshelves, and then you have um, objects in front that are, you know, if you go dark in the back and you put an object that's light in front, that creates contrast. So, contrast, adding contrast of any kind is a way to add drama and interest to a bookshelf.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I was going to say, like, the paint would be a great way to do that. But yeah, it it absolutely is the creating that um, that depth to the space and and creating that harsh. Um, dark versus light uh, is what really makes it pop yeah how do Mm -hmm. you accomplish I I think that this is probably one of the number one questions I got about this teleseminar was how to accessorize without getting a cluttered look how would you answer that
1: Well, I think uh, grouping things together is one of the best ways to do that. So, you know, stacking the books on on their sides and then putting an object on top. Um, And then, um, you know, clustering vases or, or art objects or whatever together, I think, keeps it from looking too cluttered. When things get real kind of spaced out and more haphazard, it starts to look too busy. So definitely just kind of reeling things in
0: and clustering them together is a good way to
1: to clean things up.
0: Yeah, and I would add to that, just edit. You know, Mm -hmm. it's usually, I think that the mistake is it's it's one extreme to the other. It's either there's not enough stuff or there's way too much stuff. So kind of finding that balance. and, And grouping items is great because if you don't have a lot, you kind of push that all to the center and kind of group it up in a beautiful way. And then you add the paint to the back of the bookshelf, and now it starts to look really high style.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right.
0: Well, awesome. What I want to do is I want to open the line up for questions. I'm sure that there are some people on the line that would like to uh, ask us either about their own bookshelf or maybe something that we said sparked a question, so um, bear with me. Um, (laughs) We've got to deal with the props here. Um, I'm going to make sure, hopefully, uh, make sure I do this right here, but I'm going to, let's see, um, if you, let me hit this. Okay, so... Um, I've started Q&A, and all you need to do is, if you do have a question, you can raise your hand um, by hitting star six. So I'll give everybody a chance to do that. Um, Star six will open up your line, and let's see. Is someone on the line? Hi, there. Hi. What's your name? Susan. Hi, Susan. Um, this is Amanda. we got Carla here.
2: Hi. I've really been enjoying your call. Thanks very much.
0: Oh, fantastic. Um, so what's you. your question?
2: My, well, I'm, um, I'm trying to work on bookshelves that are built in. There's like a gas fireplace in the center of the wall and then two built-in bookshelves on either side, but they're in the master bedroom. And um, I'm I'm kind of new to the house. And I've moved in with a man and his young daughter, um, who the mom has died. And so a lot of, like, she never lived in the house, but a lot of the things on the shelf I've discovered since, I, I've hired someone to help me do this. And what she suggested is move everything off the shelves into another room. So I did that, but as I was moving everything out, I found her ashes, I found a container with her hair, I found all this stuff. It was almost like it was a shrine to her, but an unconscious one. Mm. And I think, I'm just wondering if you have tips for, like it's not in a living room, right? It's like, it's in a master bedroom. So I feel it's a sensitive thing. Like I'm I'm almost wondering what I'm going to even do on these shelves now. And I'm wondering if you have tips if you've worked in a situation like that. Oh, Amanda, that's a good question for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, I would say that um, my approach around this would be with a feng shui state of mind. Um, You have to be very delicate, obviously, because of the sensitivity of the situation since it's revolving around a desk and, you know, loss. However, those items do not belong in a bedroom um thank you okay yeah you are not wrong in feeling that um the that is what we would call that the energies are off the energies do not complement one another you are um in a space in the home that is about romance and intimacy and really thriving in life um this is where you recharge this is who you where you go to become your best self and on the other side of the room you have something that is kind of cryptic and morbid and um and that's okay because, you know, that gives us the yin and yang of life. However, it doesn't belong in the bedroom. So I would encourage you to, it sounds like you've already removed those items out of the the bedroom. Um, I would bring this up to your spouse or boyfriend um, and just let him know that this is a space for um, love and intimacy and relationship and Bonding between you two, and this is about starting anew between you two and building within those bookshelves mementos and things that are important to you two um, and not the past. This is all about the present and the future and where you're going, not where you've been. So um, I'm not, you know, you know the relationship that you have with him and, and how you can communicate that with him, but I would just tell him
2: that it's not good feng shui. (laughs) okay so i i have i believe in that and the person that i've hired to help me is a feng shui practitioner and she's going to clear the space with me and we're going to do a lot of work in here but i'm realizing like this morning as he was leaving because we only did this over the weekend while he was away and this morning he said well why did you take all that stuff out of there and i actually didn't know what to say (laughs) i thought ah, i said well it wasn't tremendously organized I've just put it all in the guest room for now. I've not thrown anything out, you know. But I know that he's in a situation of trying to decide what to keep for his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And because she's only eight, she was four when her mom died. Um, so it's, it is delicate. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really sensitive to energy, so it's been bothering me for months, and I, because I didn't know actually what was on the shelves until I took it all off. Um, So, it's very affirming for me to hear you say all the things you just said, so thank you.
0: Yeah, and I I think that, you know, it's it's perfectly okay to keep those items for the daughter, but not in the master bedroom. Those energies do not mix. And um, I understand the point of wanting to keep those mementos for her, for, you know, her sake, but... Um, This is about him helping him move on and and starting a relationship uh, with you. And the only way that that's going to be able to thrive and move forward is if you're comfortable. So I think it's important to remember that this is a space for both of you. So you both have to enjoy this space. And so if this is making you uncomfortable, I mean, honestly, how are you going to be able to be intimate? How are you going to be able to have sex and enjoy yourself and and, and enjoy your – your intimacy with one another when you have these items in your bedroom it doesn't mix so if, if he's not open to the idea of energy and and he's um you know that doesn't resonate with him then you just need to let him know that you know this is a space that you would like to decorate that really honors who you are as a couple and you want to show that off and and allow your relationship to thrive in, in the best possible way And your your feng shui practitioner that you're working with will, you know, since she's working with you and has a better idea of the vibe of the house, will probably be able to give you some additional tips on top of that to help you work through that so that it's more of a seamless transition
2: and doesn't feel so awkward. Yeah, she's going to come every month and work on every room of the house with me, so. Perfect. And I think that clearing...
0: Um, if she's clearing the home out and doing some clearing ceremonies, that's going to help shift his chi and shift his energy and help him. Um, He's probably been stuck. He probably still has his foot in the door of of the past, and he's got one foot in the door, you know, of the future. And and that moving and shifting things around and and really stirring up that stagnant chi is going to help him um, kind of uproot and and hopefully uh, see where you're coming from. Thank you. Thank you for your question. All right, let's see if I can do this one. Okay, so um, I don't have anyone on the line, but I do have a couple of questions that we had that were emailed in. Let me pull those up here. the first one was sent in from Linda. She lives in Wyoming, and she wanted to know what our thoughts are on covered books. Um, I, you know, in my opinion, I think it can go either way. What, uh, I think that it, it can add visual interest, and it can make it a little bit more contemporary. But um, what do you think, Carla? Yeah, I agree. And to me, it's
1: it's sort of like color blocking too on bookshelves, where um, you know people want will kind of gradate a color scheme or or group books together like that. Um, it's sort of more about the whole and and the the whole look overall, as opposed to you know really focusing on the you know the individual book or the individual you know the variation within. So um, it, I think it um, it tends to, it's sort of like clustering items together. It, it makes a more probably dramatic impact, you know, when you cover books because then you're really looking at more of a solid appearance to that mass of books as opposed to the variation of different book covers and titles and things like that. So I, I think that we see that a lot in showrooms, um, you know, when we go to showrooms, shopping or whatever, we see that a lot because the showrooms want us to focus on the bookshelf, not the book. So um, again, it's sort of like your goal of if you want to look more at the architecture or if you want people to enjoy you know, maybe the, other, the space and you really don't want to draw attention to the books, then covering them is a good idea. It's just sort of a personal thing and sort of what, what are your goals for your bookshelves.
0: Yeah, I think that's a valid point because, um, you know, obviously if your goal is to be able to really enjoy your books and there are books that you have read and love or are about to read and look forward to, covering them up is not the best idea. Um, Right. But covering them can create a very artistic, beautiful bookshelf um, Mm -hmm. that looks interesting and creates intrigue. But I think right. it really depends on what your goal is. Right. All right. Let me just see if anybody – again, if you want to raise your hand or have a question, just hit star six. All right. So we – I want to just raise their hand. Let me go back to our emails. Where should I go to buy good quality bookshelves? That was Kathy from Ohio. You did, um, I mentioned, I think I did, I may have forgotten. We've got a really great freebie that we're going to be emailing out um, later on today to everybody who attended the call today. Um, It's kind of a wrap-up of everything that we talked about today, but some of our really great tips on um, accessories and things to use and and items to place in in your uh, shelves. Um, But Carly, you added a great section on yours about bookshelves um, a lot of homes don't come with built-in bookshelves anymore, so where do you go to go buy them? Where where are some good quality places to get them?
1: Well, um, I had a few places online that uh, I had links to on my in my freebie that I gave away. So um, let's see, those were from <clears throat> Serena and Lily, Wayfair. I mean, there's kind of a, a lot of different online sites that have some cool things. So, um, you know, check that out if you're looking for some interesting bookshelves, and um, um, I think that there's some good links in there.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really important. um, I know that what has become so in vogue and popular with people is IKEA, Um, Mm -hmm. and yes, the the furniture is fairly good quality for what it is, I mean, considering Mm -hmm. the cost, but There's additional costs that you need to be taking into consideration. One of them is just how the products are built. They use a lot of veneers, they use a lot of particle boards, they use a lot of harsh glues. Um, Their products are not from a, if you're talking about an eco standpoint, they're just not very good quality as far as your health. They're made overseas, obviously, um, and they off-gas, or if you don't know what off-gassing is, off-gassing is a, a term that basically those items, Uh, release chemicals into your uh, indoor air quality. So everything from PVCs to uh, formaldehydes to toxic chemicals, those are just like fumigating your house when you bring those in. And so when you bring in a new piece of furniture and you you can smell like that plasticky smell, that's off-gassing. So bookshelves, you know, really can be a piece of art. So I think it's really important for people to buy good quality ones that they would be proud to move to the next house, you know. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. not going to fall apart and chip and and, uh, be a poor quality. But something that's really going to show you off and show off your books and something that really suits your lifestyle and suits who you are. So really take the time to invest in a, a piece that, um, and that doesn't mean that it necessarily has to be expensive. It's just something that, you know, takes some time to really um, invest in what type of bookshelf that's going to be and, and what that should look like for your home, your family, your mementos. Um, really consider that, you know, in the big picture of the art.
1: Um, yeah, and if you're buying a bookshelf, um, it's kind of important to make sure the scale is correct you know so um, if you can if you can block out a little elevation of the wall that you're going to put it on um, and maybe locate the doors um, any openings or whatever in the wall and just make sure that if you can kind of block that out before you order it and have it sent to you or have it delivered whatever and you come in and you know it's way too big for the space or it's too little and you know it doesn't create the drama that you wanted um, just kind of if you can draw it up to scale um, that kind of, that really helps, and basically you can do that with um, if you get an architectural scale from like hobby lobby or some you know art supply store uh, you can very easily scale a an elevation and then block out the size of that shelf on the elevation and figure out if that looks good or not.
0: I would take it even a step further to dumb it down because if i um were to hear you say that 20 years ago, I'd be like, what the hell are you saying, Carla? Um, <laughs> what I always tell my clients to do is um, take a, like an old box or uh, tape together a bunch of newspapers and basically mm-hmm. take out a good old tape measure and um, tape measure. Lock it out on uh, the wall. Yeah. yeah, and just measure. Like you can tape together a bunch of newspaper clippings or a, a big piece of cardboard Um, or if you want to simplify it even more, you can even try to do just blue painter's tape onto the wall, just stick it on there, use a a tape measure. Um, It doesn't have to be exact. You just want to get kind of an idea of the scale, and Carla's right. Probably one of the the things that designers do best is to really get that designer look is that we know and understand scale and, and balance and that's probably the one thing that people struggle with the most because they know it when it's right, but they might not know exactly how to achieve it. So, um, you know, that's a great tip because a lot of times people will just order something out of a catalog and then it doesn't fit. It's either too small or too big. And you know that once you see it, but it's it's a great thing to um, plan ahead. Uh, So just tape it on the walls. Easy, easy to do uh, or tape something on the walls. Um, and it will really simplify the process and let you know if it is, in fact, the correct piece for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me just see if we've got anybody. Okay, so again, Star Sticks, if you do have any questions, I'm going to do one last uh, one that I got via email. Um, I keep seeing books turned around in magazines, and it drives me nuts because I cannot see the spines. Is this a Mm -hmm. trend? (laughs) <laughs> what is your thoughts on this, Carla? Well, I think
1: it's kind of like covering your books or doing all one color. You know, I think it's the same kind of thing. It's just something to create a really uniform type appearance so that it's not really about the individual book. It's more about the mass. And um, I've seen that in showrooms, you know, because, again, they're trying to show off the bookshelf that they're sitting in, not the book itself and also, you know, maybe you have a bunch of old tattered book <laughs> covers, I don't know, and that's why they're doing it. Um maybe that's that's one reason why why that's being done. But I think it's I think the reason why that's done is to create a mass and also to create uh maybe some texture because when you look at the look at the um you know, the page side of a book like that, it really creates kind of a textural look to the space, to the bookshelf. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that it can be quite beautiful, actually. I think that Mm -hmm. um, if it's done in the right way, um, it could be very artsy-fartsy and it can be very attractive and create a lot of visual interest. But I think Mm -hmm. it all goes back down to your goals. You know, if you really are an avid uh, reader um, and you're going to be going in and out of those books quite frequently, it's probably not the best idea. Um, yeah. versus if you're really just trying to decorate them in a pretty way uh, that shows off your room, then absolutely. I mean, you you could you know pick up some really great books just at a thrift store or something and, and get that real architectural look to it uh, and combine mm-hmm. that with all your other things, and it's, it's quite stunning. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me just see if there's anyone else who might have a question, star six. All right. Well, it looks like there's no other questions. I would like to thank everyone for being on the call today. Um, in the future, uh, we are going to have another uh next month. Um, I think we decided we're going to do how to decorate your entryway or your front area, your front of your home for the holidays. Um, Did we decide on that, Carla? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Um, We'll get an early start on Christmas this year. (laughs) Uh, So how to decorate your uh, front door for the holidays. Um, So if you do not like to uh, chime in live and ask questions, uh, feel free to email. Um, You can send emails to Brittany at com. She is fielding all questions for the teleseminars, um, well, for today and, and moving forward. So if you have any questions about your holiday decorating for um, your home, send those in to her. Um, we'll be can happy to her answer name? those. Amanda, can you spell, spell her name? Oh, Brittany is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at gatesinteriordesign.com. And if all else fails and you can't figure it out, just go to either Carla's website or my website and hit the contact button. We're low-key. We're not highfalutin. We don't have, like, fancy systems in place. <laughs> so, Unfortunately,
1: uh, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. We don't we're need pretty, to be fancy. We're pretty accessible, too. So Facebook yeah. and, and Twitter and all the places. Yeah. So. Instagram. We're, we're we're not fancy. So, um, and uh, today, uh, Brittany is putting everything together now. I think we are going to get the email out today with the um, wrap-up of today's. days. Um, we did, both Carla and I both did a great little free offer uh, that we're going to email out to you that has not only our tips, but some really great um, accessories uh what i found so interesting carla was like you could really tell the difference in our styles like mine i know know, i know (laughs) puking color i know i know so great way to really uh see how carla and i uh would approach a space so if you really love color you're gonna love mine and if you like things to be a little bit more muted and easy on the eyes you're gonna love carla's so we'll (laughs) we're hoping to get that out uh later today if not it'll be out uh tomorrow morning um I want to thank everybody for being on the call today. Thank you for showing up and and listening to Carla and I talk about bookshelves. um, And we look forward to talking to you uh, next month on how to decorate your front door for the holidays.
1: Thank you. Thanks for coming, everyone.
0: And thanks, Amanda.